Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinion. Pop Opinions. Episode. Oh, jeez. Uh, God, could be 80. Could be 78. Could be 77. I can go with 78. It's wrong. It, it should have been 78. Oh, uh, 77. 77. Yeah. We went through the... I was going to say war, but that is not even funny. Uh, we went through... Gauntlet? The we've, ringer? We've been through the ringer for the past two weeks in this house. Three? Two? Uh, two to three weeks, let's say. Yeah. This is the third week. Yeah. So Meg had surgery on a Monday. Jack tested positive. The, actually, the last one we did, you what, were sick. I, I was sick, but it was, oh, guys, it's not COVID. Don't it's worry. It's not COVID. Don't worry. Because that was the Thursday. You and, and I podcast together. Ended up being COVID. The next day you tested because you were going to go to Barry. And I was like, you should test again just to make sure because you're seeing your girlfriend girlfriend's parents so i'm like you should make sure and all of a sudden so he took a test and my husband and i were sitting on the couch well rob you guys all know rob so we're sitting on the couch and you guys are at the table doing tests and all of a sudden you flew up and it's like you just know like you just know that this is now going to take hold of our house so you got it five days later your girlfriend and i got it five days later not even five days meg was about four days after that she got it and then dad got it about three days after that so it has gone through the house. We also had some stomach bug that people are trying to convince me it's, it was part of COVID, but this was definitely not part of COVID. Yeah, I had already had it for like a few days and my girlfriend had it before she tested positive. Yeah, I had it. I did have it during COVID, but I was one. You and I were the only ones. Um, and still, if you ask everyone in the house, everyone will still say the stomach bug was the worst thing. Yeah, it was worse than COVID. I would say I got the sickest with COVID, but no shock there because of my awesome lungs I have. And I was like, so I was like, listen, I've started running. I haven't been drinking much. I've been taking really good care of myself. So I'm like, this isn't, it's not even going to affect me. It did. It still did. My poor little lungs. That's what happens when you have pneumonia at nine months. It just like affects your, your lungs. Like, right. Anyway, so we had to take last week off because it was... It was it, it was it was not manageable, especially we watched uh, we watched your movie together and that yeah. was in the middle of me having it. We like I we sat at opposite ends of the couch. I walked around with a mask on for. Yeah. it. You know what, though? What we realized it's just bound to happen. It's just bound to happen. And now uh, some people have told like the people I've told some of them had really good. Well, at least like. Now you've built up an immunity to it and, you know, it's done. You don't have to worry about it as much. Like I still would be really careful because I don't want it again. And we know someone that has had COVID twice, so different strands. But still, like it's not like I'm going to be out licking doorknobs, but. It's also fun. It was also funny the timing where I said, oh, I almost made it the two years. I know. I can't believe I almost made it two years. We've always, we've been so careful in this house, right? And then on Monday, it's masks are gone, everything's yeah, over, right? Or April first, I guess. Is we're the wrapping day now. it up. The season finale. Yeah. Series, series finale. Let's 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 hope so. Right. Even if it's, I said it yesterday. Like, if it's just like a winter thing, like to me, that's not a big deal. It's like the flu. Yeah. I don't know. After that, whew, that was good. But we're back. We're back. And we're feeling great. Yeah, I well, I'm I because I had it first after it took me a week and then I was good. Yeah, I'm glad it was. So I had already had the week off because of Meg's surgery. Then everyone got COVID. So I had another week off of work. But now it's been March break and I'm 
so happy it did time out like that because I don't know if I was still quite on Monday ready to be like back working. Now I feel great. Like I'm ready to go back on Monday. I'm ready to have some alone time. So funny story. We haven't been obviously able to go anywhere and we're all stuck in this tiny little house together while everyone's sick. It's not ideal. Um, I still, we're very fortunate though that we have a house. I'm not trying to be whatever. I'm still, you know, and that we're all together and none of us got super sick. So I appreciate all of those things. It still does not take away from the fact that we have spent a lot of time together and this house, there's not many places you can go to have some alone time. So I took Meg to the hospital. She had to get her staples out. They won't let me in. That's fine. So I'm sitting in the car and she gets to the fracture clinic and she's like, oh my God, mom, it's going to be like a good hour and a half probably wait and I was like that's okay and I just sat in the car in the parking lot because it was the only time I had to myself (laughs) I was like I can't go home I just need so I put Dax on and I just had my book and I was just like on my phone and just sitting in the quiet for like a good two hours I went and got Starbucks it was so blissful oh my god just remembering it it was so fun anyways how's your internship going Jack uh it's good so far like obviously can't talk about like specific stuff but uh in terms of learning i've actually learned quite a bit more yeah in the, last, in the last week or so good you should let your boss know that your guy just saying like how much you're learning and enjoying it just shoot him a have a great weekend you know kind of email people love that kind of stuff i know you won't i can tell by your face he's well, looking at me like mm, well okay. no well i did i did get a like have a good weekend from one of my editors that i'm gonna send back oh good well it's more so just because nice. i got sent work yesterday that wasn't a rush so i just finished it this morning and then good. he said there's no nothing else have a good weekend great nice i'm glad you're not procrastinating Jack is a bit of a procrastinator. It's okay. Everybody has their things. But also, this is my like this that this is what I'm doing. Like, right. When I when I procrastinate other things, it's it's not that I'm doing nothing else. It's just I get right. distracted by the things I'm doing. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying because like when I give you a movie, you watch it generally the day of. This is also <laughs> I I have an argument back to this. Oh, as well. okay. This, I like it. Let's have an argument. Because watching it as close to, obviously, it is definitely procrastination. I'm not denying that. But I also do want to watch it as close to the podcast as possible so that it's, so it's fresh. fresh. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, we watched your movie, like, almost two weeks I ago know, now. I, I, I don't even know. <laughs> do you have notes for it? I do. Okay. I have some notes. That's your, that's, that's your thing. That's, you, don't, and, you don't come prepared. And you know what? I will fully say yes. You're right. I will never deny. Like, that's the thing with certain people is you'll say, like, this is your of character flaw. And they'll deny it. And they'll try and have all these excuses. I fully will. No, we both admit. Yeah, I will fully admit that I suck at writing notes. I'm not good at, like, what do I want to say? Like, what do I want to tackle? Like, I'm not good at, I don't know, those, like, putting notes down. I will say on the days when I do have lots of notes, I'm obviously sound more prepared than, I don't know, it was good, right? Yeah. Like, I don't like that either, but I just sometimes, like, even for draft day, I don't really know what to write about. I don't know. It's a baseball movie. It's baseball, guys. Is it baseball? No. It's football. (laughs) You said it so confidently. It's that because was amazing. you also said it when the movie started. You're like, okay, so like, what baseball are they doing? I'm like, it's a football movie. Oh, great, awesome. It, and then you're like, okay. oh, but it's Kevin Costner. In fairness, there's it isn't actually about 
the sport. It's about the behind the scenes on draft day. Yes. Why? It's called draft day, guys. It was, anyway, so go ahead. Let's just um, roll I also, right into I also it. went to go see the Batman. The Batman. I love that it's called the Batman, too. Just just there's to make just, it different. There's it's just it's it's sounds the, just cooler. Yeah. Yeah, the Batman. Like I thought people were just saying that as a joke, but then when I looked, it's like I'm like, oh, it's actually called the Batman. Yeah. I guess just to make it different from the other iterations. Yeah, I love it. Tell me about it. You uh, liked it, I eh? Yeah, so I went this is I've never gone to a movie by myself. <gasps> I know, I was so proud of you. I it's not it's never that I didn't want to. It, it was just well, no one here wanted to see it and uh my buddy Stefan had already seen it, so I just yeah. thought there's no point of inviting him. Especially it was like a nine, nine, no, eight fifty like show. Like you went on like Tuesday or something. Yeah, didn't you? a nice yeah. cheap Tuesday, which I was gonna get a free ticket. That I'm like, well, it's like seven fifty for a ticket. Yeah, why, not? why don't I no, just pay save that? that? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I went by myself. It was a little awkward at first, and then once the movie started, I'm like, okay, I'm just watching a movie. I'm just not gonna have anyone to like yeah. talk to or react to. I, I honestly, I looked around the theater a lot to get reactions from people, but they're also too far away and we're in the dark. So right. So, so it's just a lot of me reacting. Yeah. To myself and yeah. internal conversation. The movie was it was spectacular. Robert really? Pattinson was amazing. I liked because it's a character you see a lot. The I, w- I went into it thinking, okay, I want to see, first of all, what Robert Pattinson does as Batman, but also, how are they going to make it different? Like, Andy Serkis is Alfred. Okay. Which is pretty cool. He's not in it that much. But the other, th- my th- I think my favorite part of it was that 90, I'll say 97% of the movie, 98% of the movie, he's Batman. He's not Bruce Wayne. Mm. And even when he is Bruce Wayne, you don't really see those, like... I don't know. I guess the Bruce Wayne we've seen from other like right, right, right. like the Christian Bale, like the cool rich guy. Yeah, like, yeah. He's just very like edgy and to himself. I uh, this is what I want to say about Robert Pattinson. I think he's one of the best actors in Hollywood right now. But I think he will. It, he's had to work that much harder to prove himself as an actor because of the Twilight series. Yeah. He did because if you go and look at anything else he's done besides Twilight, he is a phenomenal actor. He is very very good at his roles, but he'll always be known as the Twilight guy or. At least it's going to take him that much. It's going to be that much harder for him to shake that. Yeah. Right. But he is he's such a good actor. I do want to see the Batman. I just didn't want to go on Tuesday because it was the Bachelor finale. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I would probably tell you I don't think you have to see it in theaters. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily like it's tell not. Tell me about Zoe. Um, she is a pretty main character. Um, I felt like I almost wanted a little more substance mm. to her character, but are they doing more the Batman Part Two or is I, that... I think so. Okay, it seemed like they at least had set it up in some respect. Which also, my actual favorite part was Paul Dano, who's mm. the Riddler, and is so good because when you think of Batman, it's oh, it's Batman and the Joker. Yeah, but this movie didn't need that because the Riddler like had you you you're gonna like it because of how the the sequence of events are set up okay. and once you are going through it you're like wow this is such a good like plan that's that's in motion okay paul dano another one that is that guy is so creepy to me and he's such a good and that just proves what a good actor he is because when you watch him in interviews sweetest nicest guy like he looks like he's normal but on screen he he just has to even look at the camera and i'm like ooh heebie jeebies like he he's somehow he can just portray that really well. 
and he's someone you don't see like he has a mask on for the majority of the movie then when you get to see him without that mask yeah it is just like he is just as terrifying right yeah no he is a terrifying actor he's like a christopher walken to me or like just some people just have that like look where you're like wow you are really scary what about colin farrell and his makeup it was it was it reminded me of basically anything christian bale's done right for i knew he was in the movie there was like an ad before the movie of them talking about oh go see the batman which i thought was weird because because we i am i am i'm I'm watching it look go see it okay Okay. (laughs) you got it in a few minutes it's gonna start um it just he was unrecognizable and it kind of took until there was like one angle i'm like Oh yeah, Colin Farrell's in this movie because for it's been a couple of years since we knew this movie was happening and it was Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz and Colin Farrell, and it just still I still was shocked. Right, right. Is he play a bad guy, or are you not allowed to say? Uh, no, he's a bad guy. He's not like the main. He's not the bad guy. No, but he is. <laughs> he's it... not the Batman or the bad guy. <laughs> it is the movie does a good job of it's like pretty much everyone is a bad guy, and it and it does. Uh, show the people in power i guess like it it shows the kind of the connection between like the powerful bad people yeah gotcha and uh the nirvana song something in the way (laughs) yeah yeah. they played i think i think realistically it was three times it was at the beginning somewhere in the middle and at the end okay but it was it's really stuck in my head also is there like is there more to the song than just like (laughs) no i don't think "Mm -hmm." so yeah something in the way it, it fit the movie very well but it was just... yeah because it's got a creepy kind of tone to it right mm-hmm. it's a good tune they did uh, uh actually i shouldn't they do tease another batman villain at the end okay who is played by the guy from the eternals barry uh i don't know how to say it, keoghan oh, okay keoghan sure uh sounds great so it, it seems like there would be a sequel yeah and nice. and I, especially uh like it's almost the next one you want to see more of bruce wayne to see are they gonna are they just gonna stick with just he's just batman all the time yeah 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 nice well that's exciting Mm -hmm. all right i still gotta do you want to see uncharted or no yeah um can we watch it at home yet can we do a home premiere i don't know i bet you can soon because it's been oh two 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 um, there's also a lot of movies when I because I, I was looking to add more movies to to challenge you with. There's quite a few movies on Disney Plus that I swear just came out of the theater. Like the French French Dispatch is on Disney Plus. You know, it just came on Nightmare Alley. That's what too. I, that was the other one I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, which just, I think they're trying to do it before the Oscars, trying to get people to see the movies, right? That also that upset me about Batman that it came out now, where it was like this could have been there could have been some Oscar contenders. Um, I'm very upset that we can't watch Spider-Man No Way Home on Disney. You and I, I think I've asked you four times because I keep hoping that maybe your answer is going to be different. Yeah. Do you want to try again? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. It is a Disney. It's It's not. Or it's MCU. It is. It is MCU, but it is technically owned by Sony. And Sony is not owned by Disney. Yeah. Sony distributes their movies. Well, through netflix because usually all the other spider-man movies like the tom holland ones are on netflix that's usually where they start i think eventually they'll end up on disney plus but right uh the disney and marvel have not disney and marvel sony and disney have some have had a a lot of difficulties Mm. when it comes to spider-man yeah 
I know. I'm in the. I'm just in the mood to watch it again. I only saw it once in yeah. the theater, unlike you that saw it three times. Yep. So I'm in the mood to see it. Well, I guess because it's uh, being advertised everywhere to yeah, buy it. Couldn't it? Wouldn't it be Cineplex? Couldn't doesn't Cineplex have it? You can only buy it right now. You can't free movie. I don't know if you can do with the that with the free movie. We should try though. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm, try it. I'm always down to watch that. Yeah. I especially I've had enough time away from it that you could watch it a fourth time. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like one time is never enough with these kind of movies because like at your your the first time you watch it you're so tense and you're like oh my god what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and then then you n- once you know you can sit back and you can enjoy it more yes it's a bit it's dark though that's that's what happened to me the the second time was my favorite because that was with me yeah because I didn't have to. I mean, watching it the first time, I don't think anything will take away from crowd reactions. Totally. And the second night was the same. Like, because most people weren't seeing it for the second time. On, on the, the opening day? First day? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Let's, let's do that after this. Let's see if we can buy it. Okay. With a, We both have free movie passes. Well, yeah. When you go to Cineplex, you got to get... Obviously. It's so silly. I don't know why people wouldn't do that. Yeah, they're like, oh, let me just get a popcorn. Of Okay, well, you get a popcorn, drink, and a candy, and a free movie. And a free movie. So we always get that one. It was weird because I got the number one combo, which is like one large popcorn. I'm used to getting the two popcorns. Yeah. It's a little different. It is. Good. All right, let's get into these. I always want to say top 100 again. I the know. IMC. The IMC. All right, we have rock, paper, scissors? Yeah. Okay. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Rock, rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. <laughs> you were... <laughs> Keep going. Uh, she almost threw paper, I but did. then it was wrong. And then rock. I changed my mind. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Yeah. Damn. Okay, uh, so he got me. We kept doing the same, though. Yeah, we really did. Uh, I will I will defer. Let's talk about... Actually, you know what? I'll take the ball first. Okay. I'll, let's talk about 500 Days of Summer. Okay. He watched it yesterday. I did. I haven't seen this movie, I have to say, in a really, really long time. So when even when you were watching it, I was like, wow, I do not remember this movie, which is bad because then I feel like I'm not going to be able to like converse with you. Like the whole reason to get someone to watch a movie is so you can talk about it. And no. then you're watching it. I'm like, oh, boy, I don't remember any of this. But go ahead. I'll say 2009, directed by Mark Webb. Uh, after his girlfriend, who's Tom, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Suddenly breaks up with him. He reflects on what truly makes him happy and their 500 days of knowing each other. Yes. Uh, my first thing is I thought this was 50 First Dates. That's why I was reluctant to watch it. Oh, I see. That's a good movie, too, though. Come on. That's a cute movie. But I think I haven't watched it, and there's, okay. I think there's a reason why. All right. It's not like Drew Barrymore or anything. It just To me, Adam Sandler movies, you can kind of tell if you're going to like it by the poster. Oh, okay. He's not at all what he normally is. He is actually just plays like a regular kind of guy. He doesn't have funny voices or he's Aww. not silly. Yeah, that sucks. I know. I either want silly or uncut gems. Right. Those are my two. <laughs> uncut gems. gems. Or uh, what's the other one? Punch Drunk Love. Ooh, yeah. I should actually rewatch that movie because I didn't like it the first time I saw it. Huh? Yeah. Also, I feel like you just, you're not really the biggest Adam Sandler person in general. No, it's like I like him as a human. But his movies are silly. Yeah. Besides Uncut Gems. I loved Uncut Gems. I thought he was phenomenal. But, okay. Go ahead. Um, a lot of these are kind of disoriented notes. But uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, she plays the younger sister. 
they don't really go into it much besides just parents of divorce. Right. And the narrator starts off by saying, like, this isn't a love story. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like it does make sense when like you know it's about a breakup but it was just it was weird to be like it's not a love story yeah and then the whole time it's like kind of a it's mostly a love story and summer is played by zoe deschanel zoe deschanel and so her name is summer that's why it's called 500 days of summer Mm -hmm. because it makes it sound like it's going to be like summer break like summer the season and it's not 500 days is a long summer it's a really long summer it's the way it should be but uh, so it actually it starts off with the breakup with right. them. I think we should see other people, and he's walking away, and she goes, "Well, wait, you're still my best friend," which was just like, oh, that's one of those like movie gut punches, right? So he goes back to his friends, and that's they call they call Chloe Grace Moretz, who's like, I don't know, like eight in this movie, or maybe not that. She yeah. was very young. She's a child in this movie, and these two adults call her to come console because they can't do it (laughs) at least by themselves Uh, they ultimately conclude it was either pms or hormones oh is why they broke up for sure we got to blame it on that it's got to be something female or like that yeah um so in then you kind of go back to how they meet they both work at a greeting card company yep and she's a secretary he's a greeting card writer Mm -hmm. and they're in this meeting and they do it a couple times where they have meetings where they're like pitching ideas and someone pitches other mother's day. Oh, this movie, like again, it's 2009. So it's not like way back into the past, but like, there's a lot of like risque jokes, right? Other mother, other mother's day is hilarious. And, uh, just in case anybody wants to celebrate, it's May 21st. Oh, (laughs) other mother's day. That's awesome. Um, uh, agent Coulson, uh, Clark Gregg, he's in it pretty small role but yeah still in it it's nice to see him what i want i think the reason i wanted you to watch this movie is because i wanted to know if you like the way it was set up because it doesn't go in a chronological order and i know how much sometimes that bugs you uh after writing it feels like a love story i just wrote jumping around days which i understand why they did it it was a little disorienting because it does make it a little more attractive of a movie if it's not chronological because you're kind of trying to piece things together so it's not as like here it is on a silver platter it makes you kind of work a little bit it would it would be it. it would be too easy if it was just chronological but i think it was just more of like the days they jump to are just like very like even when i read through after the movie i read through like the plot and it's like day 28 to day 275 it's just like it's a little random right right but the, it does a good job with the date, like with the days that they choose, because it does build the story of like, why did they break up? Like, yeah, this, it doesn't seem like anything's wrong. And then eventually they lead you into, well, this is everything that he's remembering. Mm-hmm. He's not thinking about all the stuff that went wrong. And when a guy tries to pick her up, pick her up at a bar and he fights her, or, or he fights like the other guy. And he doesn't see how that's a problem. Right. And also she doesn't want to commit because she doesn't want to be anybody's boyfriend. And they're just like together, but not dating. Yeah. Um, well, he's uh, so and also they kind of go back to when they first meet and before they start dating and he's not doing anything to actually try to get her interested in him. And he's then just complaining about it. Right. Like, he tells this story where he's like, yeah, she's, uh, I asked how her weekend was. She was like, oh, it was good. 
and that was a problem because and then he's like yeah she said that which basically means like she got uh she had sex with a guy that she met at the gym all weekend wow and his friends are like what's what? happening yeah real stretch there <laughs> uh there's a big love isn't real which is what zoe deschanel's character believes but joseph gordon levitt is the but my pencil is the heartless not heartless um Hopeless, hopeless romantic. romantic yeah and she is the love isn't real because which, my parents got divorced which was her reasoning right but usually i think most movies are portrayed it's the other way where the girl is like the love sick puppy and the boy is like the you know oh i don't want to commit so it is kind of, i like seeing the role reversal of that too yeah. right it was it was better like yeah. it, it just it was a good aspect to the story because yeah it didn't just feel like okay this is just a stereotype totally they flipped it which was nice yeah um they go to karaoke mm-hmm. which is just every every movie karaoke scene is always just so messy it's messy especially like people are drunk and yes they don't know the words they think they know the words yeah or you're slurring the words yes they eventually come back to the karaoke with another with joseph cord levin and another girl and he's just basically singing to himself and she leaves and he's just like, yeah, whatever, and just go. Right. <laughs> um, as, as their relationship, I guess, is growing, they're both standing photocopying and she just like randomly kisses him. Mm. And like not just like a little like peck, they just like start making out. Yes. Very, very aggressively. Uh, they go to Ikea and literally just like play. They're play. Just playing. They're like, oh we have to we have to make dinner oh no the sink isn't working oh good thing we bought a house with two kitchens because there's two kitchens connected to each other they go lay in bed and then he it's actually this is probably the funniest part of the movie where he's like um i don't mean to scare you but there's an asian family in our <laughs> in our bathroom i might have said chinese but and then it's just this family just staring at them laying in this bed right it was it was pretty funny that's cute um you make my dreams come true, Hall and Oates. Mm. Go the the first time they have they have sex, he has he goes through like a a it's a musical number pretty much with that song in the background. Oh, okay. Love that song. The background also made me realize that the movie was set in L.A. Oh, okay, had no idea before that. No. Um, they play the penis game, which I hope it I hope it originated from this. Which uh, do you know what the penis game is? I don't. So the penis game is where you go back and forth saying penis and you slowly oh, have and to get louder, louder and louder and she just like screams because they were in the park doing yeah. that right yeah yes i do remember that penis and then they're at, then classic. they're at a wedding and he she's like penis, penis? and he's like no <laughs> no not here um eventually there is there is rough rough parts of the relationship they break up mm-hmm. and in the greeting card he eventually gets called into his boss's office because you know he's in this depressive state and he writes a card that says roses are red violets are blue <laughs> fuck you whore his boss uh not your best work <laughs> no. eventually he gets sent to uh that's what's say not depressive but uh well he was depressive so he went to like condolences and oh, sympathy right 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 yeah so that was where his that's Tal- talents were better suited <laughs> yeah um uh there's the blind date that they kind of go through like he's complaining about supper and then she goes okay well like she didn't cheat on you she didn't didn't do this didn't do that and didn't want to be your girlfriend but you're complaining and then he gets really drunk and that's when the second karaoke comes in right 
Um, so they both end up going to this wedding, mm-hmm. not together at first, but then they're kind of they're dancing and it seems flirty. Yep. And she invites him to this party that's, that she's hosting. And the, the narrator comes in, and this is probably the, the film nerd corner best part where he goes up to this party and, and then the screen splits and it's what the expectation mm-hmm. is yeah. versus what the reality was. And for the most part, it's pretty similar, although in his expectation, it's them getting back together. Right, right. And the reality is that she has an engagement ring. Eek. And that is just, I guess, the final final nail in the coffin yeah. for their relationship. Yeah. Um, a rooftop party. I, yeah. And so this is then the, the depression just goes to another level where the only way he leaves his house is to go shopping in which he has a grocery haul of orange juice, mm-hmm. Twinkies, yes. and whiskey. Sounds great. And he's walking around in a robe. Yes. Just very, very the dude. Very the big Lebowski. Dude. Um, eventually he does realize the shortcomings of the relationship and mm-hmm. they have a pretty good like uh closing the book conversation about their relationship and how she said well you know what you're you were right about love you just weren't right about me mm-hmm. or you weren't right about who the person was which i think was a good a good message for like an overall pretty i don't want to say dark but like an overall pretty sad story right of right. their relationship and then he he was big into architecture but he was in the greeting card company eventually he lashes out and quits his job and gets back into architecture and he's going for this job and it's the end and you're thinking okay how how do we wrap this all in a bow and he sees a girl and it's minka kelly and they have this conversation like oh you're going for the job i hope you don't get it it's kind of playful back and forth yeah and he gets called to go into this interview first and he goes, wait one second, like, oh, do you want to go get coffee? Because they like the same coffee place. Do you want to get yeah. coffee after this? She's like, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to meet someone else. And I just walking away. It's the classic, wait. Wait. No, no let's, yeah, let, let's, let's do it, whatever. And they say, okay, we'll figure it out. And he goes, oh, I'm, I'm Tom. And she goes, I'm Autumn. <laughs> it was so corny. <laughs> I loved it. I it was, loved it. It was so funny. It was one of those, like, I should have seen it from a mile, like thousand miles away. <laughs> right. But as soon as she said it, I'm like, oh, oh God. Here we go again. That's 500 <laughs> days of autumn. Starting it all over. Well, that's what we all hoped for. Anybody that saw 500 days of summer, we all wanted 500 days of autumn or a thousand days of autumn or something like that. All the days of autumn. Yeah. We all wanted that. So, yeah, that's that's how the movie ends. Did you like the movie? Uh, not really. Yeah. Like it was, I understand why you wanted me to watch it. I liked aspects of it, but overall it was pretty underwhelming. I would yeah. Say. Okay. That's good to know. I think I was just looking for you to have a romantic comedy because you're really open to romantic comedies, I which say, I, I think I, is great. I really like rom-coms. Yeah. Which I love. Um, and I love, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Like, I just think he's great. I so. liked, I liked them. Like both of them were really good. But I think my big thing was I wanted to know if you liked the way the story was told because it's different than the average movie. So I think that was my like the reasoning behind why I wanted you to watch the movie. Yeah, usually I don't like it. It made more sense for this movie. Right. Good. Awesome. Okay. And then you made me watch Draft Day, which is (laughs) Kevin Costner plays the man. No, the owner. Uh, Manager. 
who Costner yeah is the general manager general manager because his dad had just passed away the week prior so he is the general manager of um a football team guys it's football what what football team is that yeah it's um it's a good one it's they're rebuilding in the sunshine it's sunny san francisco no he, he, his name is Sonny. Sonny. And he used to work in San Francisco. Oh, okay. See, I knew there was something to San Francisco. Yeah. It's, it's not Sonny there. Oh. It's, we're, we're Ew. in the Midwest. Mid- Midwest. Yeah. Is it a real team? It is a real team. That ah! is, that is a good part of the Cleveland. Is, is, yeah. Cleveland. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Yeah. They do use real NFL teams, which to me is a, is a big thing. I know you probably wouldn't care about, but for me, it made it more real. Yes, it's very real. So this, it just cover. This goes in. It's just a one day kind of movie, um, where it is the draft day, and I didn't, I don't really understand draft day, but it's just where you get to make your first pick for your team. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a lot of um, trading, mm-hmm. of 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 like you can have my first pick, and you can have, and they defer it, and they, but it's it's just no no deferring. No deferring. There's no deferring, guys, um, and. So it's so the movie starts. He's with Jennifer Garner, who is the kick ass. Um, she does the numbers. Yeah. So she takes care of anything numbers related. And she is amazing. She is balls to the wall, can play with the big boys. OK. And I really appreciated that. But they have uh, a secret relationship and he's just found out that she is pregnant. Then they go to work. And oh, they also set it up where you don't know that they work together. Yeah, sorry, you don't know that. And then all of a sudden they're both there and she's got, you know, she's trying to keep him somewhat ca- not calm, but just like she is she is the the voice of reason there. She can kind of she kind of keeps everything moving like a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the craziest day of the year for them because they're trying to make these trades and there's all these side deals and there's it's a very what I liked about this movie, because I do love sports movies, but what I liked about this is this this is a world I don't even understand. Like Man. when you're drafting people and stuff like that. So they have about three or four people that they that they want for their team. Yeah. And so Kevin Costner is then also dealing with Dennis O'Leary. I always say O'Leary. Is it Dennis O'Leary? <clears throat> I'll, I'll Google it. You keep going. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Dennis O'Leary because he's the coach. And the coach wants a certain team, but then the owners want a certain team and the general and he's the general manager. And so, yeah, so he's trying to make like all these people happy. And then you have like, Uh, no, oh, just Dennis Leary. I know. I always say O'Leary. I don't know what it is. It's like he's Irish to me in my head. I don't know. Dennis. It It just kind of it flows better to me. Dennis O'Leary. Okay, so anyway, Dennis Leary plays the coach and he's always pissed off at him. Um, so the the big the big reason why everyone's mad before he even walks into the office is he's listening to the local sports talk radio, which is again a lot of things are accurate about this movie. This was completely accurate, and they're talking about what a disgrace he is, yeah. and he fired his dad. What what a monster! Yeah. And so while he's driving to work, he makes the makes a trade to get the first overall pick, right? With with Seattle, which the Seattle GM comes back into play later, and he gives up. 
three first round picks, which is you're mortgaging your future. Yeah, that's like unheard of. Like you want your best players. You want your first pick. You don't get rid of your first pick. You maybe can get rid of your fourth or fifth. or But your first picks are your big, big ones. Those yeah. are your moneymakers. Those are right? where you're supposed to pick superstars. And, th- and that's who everyone sees. Okay, well, if you're going to trade up to the first pick, you're going to get Bo Callahan. And Bo Callahan is this pretty boy quarterback from Wisconsin. Right. And he he's the golden arm, and everyone sees him as the sure thing slam dunk. But Kevin Costner doesn't. He is – something doesn't feel right with him in his gut. He is like <clears> – <throat> so he goes around asking questions about him. And the only thing they can find on this guy is during a birthday party, um, some something happened at this birthday party. So it, it was that none of his teammates showed up. Okay. Well, I was going to say that part, but I mean like something happened where the cops had to be called. Mm-hmm. So then they were like, Kevin Costner obviously asked the questions. Well, why weren't the other players there or whatever? Right. So he starts kind of like, why wouldn't you're, you're the quarterback of the team. Why would you not have your teammates there? Yeah. And he just, it doesn't sit with him. He doesn't want this guy. So he ends up making his first pick and he picks a guy who's probably going like seventh round. He could have had for free, but he picks this player and everybody's mad at him, but he wanted this player. Especially because, and, and this is Chadwick Boseman. He plays. Yeah. That uh, was sad. When I saw him, I was like sad. Well, it was one of those. You're like, oh, you were happy. And then immediately sad, immediately sad. Like I saw him, I was like, oh, and then it, it hits you like, right. He's no longer with us. Heaven's yeah. earth side. I meant to say, not heaven side. Um, so he threw out in the morning. One of the first calls Kevin Costner gets is from him saying, you know, because they have, I think, the seventh pick in the draft. And they and he said, like, you should pick me like that, like something that that's not realistic. I really don't think that would happen. But right. he is that confident in his play that if you if if you pick me at seven, like I'm going to be your franchise player. He's making like all these promises. I got family to feed and. If you if you don't pick me, I'm gonna fall a lot further. Right, right. Because you get a certain amount of money where you're drafted. Yeah, and he's also saying go look at the tapes because he was the one that kept knocking that quarterback that everyone wants, and mm-hmm. he kept knocking him. Anyways, there's all these like side deals, and you know it's 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 kind of chaotic. I wouldn't say chaotic, but. It's the way they um, do the transitions because you're. it's a lot of on-the-phone talking. So what they do is they split the screen and then they split. Like the way they um, present it to us visually was really well done. I really enjoyed that. Because those split-screen boxes kind of move with the character. Yeah, so you're like, okay, this is like you're kind of – because if you just had somebody on the phone and then you cut to the other person on the phone, it doesn't have the same effect because you're really trying to build like the anxiety that they feel and the pressure that they're feeling, right? And it's like a war room. Like you have like, I don't know, like 30 people in this room and everybody's on their computers and everybody's stressed. So you have to build that. And they do a really good job with that. Um, <clears throat> my favorite was the intern guy. Okay, he's my favorite. He So he was just there as the sec like a secretary kind of thing, but he was just an intern and he is there on the hardest day probably of the franchise year and nobody is nice to him. And he's just trying to like, he doesn't understand what's happening and he keeps walking in on them making out and he keeps like, he's just, but he's always there. He just like pops up and there he is. He was my favorite part of the movie. 
I loved any time he was on the screen. And Alan Burstyn plays the mom, mm-hmm. Kevin Costner's mom, which I loved. And then I wrote for Je- Jennifer Garner. She's the fixer and she's a boss girl. And it, sorry, I forgot to say it was directed by Ivan Reitman, RIP. Um, I was really, ha- like, I was happy to see it was him because I knew it would be a good movie. But I was, that also made me sad because it's kind of like Chadwick Boseman when you're like, <laughs> and Ivan just, just passed away like recently. So mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the Reitmans. You got Jason Reitman who did like Up in the Air. And then his daughter, Catherine Reitman, does that show Working Moms that Dad and I love. And so very, very talented family. So it was good. I liked it. And as soon as I popped that baby on, you were like right there. Yeah, it is. It is a good because it is. It's a sports movie, but it isn't like they do. I really like they use like real highlights. And right. At one point, they're talking about different quarterbacks and they're like, well, they said. Peyton Manning didn't have the arm strength. Joe Montana was too small, and they used, like, the real Tom highlights. Tom Brady? When was Tom Brady? What was he? He was the 199th overall pick. That is insane to me. And he's the- I mean, whether you like him or not, I'm not even going to get into that. It doesn't matter. He's clearly one of the best of all time. So, like, even if you hate him, you have to admit that he is one of the best of all time. So, yeah. it's just one of those, like, yeah. So, it's good. So, everybody kind of got what they wanted. He ended up getting his picks back. Yeah, that was that was Which probably was the most like unrealistic. Yes, and also like corny part where so oh, I loved it. Where Sorry. where the trade kind of so it happened. So he picks Chadwick Boseman at first, which he has this little sticky note. Yes. Which at the beginning of the day, before anything happens, he writes on this note and he put, folds it, puts it in his pocket. But we don't know what it says until I think it's after they pick. Oh, it's like yeah, at the very end. I think it's yeah. So after he picks Fonte Mac. He goes back into because in the like war room, they always they're like, oh, we call it because you have to call into the league to make the pick. Yes. And he's like, oh, I already called it in. They're like, oh, what? We do that together. And after he makes the pick, he puts down the sticky note and someone else reads it. And you see Vontae Mack, no matter what, no matter what. So at the beginning of this day, which also just then kind of brings in that question of like, so why did you make that trade if you're going right. to pick him anyway? I know. And then he uh once he doesn't pick Bo Callahan because w- there's a lot of question marks someone else they bring up another story where teams will send playbooks and you read through it and this one team taped a hundred dollar bill to the end of the mm-hmm. playbook yeah to test to see if you read the whole thing and they said everybody else had had read it whether or not they had read it or not if they got caught they wouldn't continue the lie they would say yeah you yeah, know yeah, what? You I, got- I didn't read it yeah <laughs> but he continues of saying Oh, yeah, like, good joke. Even though he hadn't read the whole playbook, he just continued with the lie. With the lie. And Kevin Costner did not like it. He did not like him. His The his the character was a really big, his character flaw. Mm-hmm. Like, he could not understand why you would not have your teammates at a big birthday party. Or, you know, like, he just was like, no, and he lied. And, yes, he might be the best. But for him, it was all about building a team and having, like, a character was more important than than having the best because he is the best. There was no, there was no debating. He was the best quarterback. Everybody wanted him. I also like Terry Cruz's son. He was. So yeah, Terry Cruz. Uh, I think the character is Ray Jennings, but it's actually Arian Foster, who was a real NFL running back. And it's a pretty like side story, but yeah. it's a pretty significant. So like his dad played for Cleveland. So he wants to play there. He was in college and right before the draft, he had some controversy where he got into like a, a bar fight or something. Mm-hmm. And people, it, 
went really like into left field when it was like yeah no uh, a lot of people think he's in a gang and he has to like acknowledge like I'm, I'm not in a gang those are just my friends yeah um eventually they do end up picking him so yes. he gets to play in cleveland i know it's so good and the other so the quarterback part of it so they already have a quarterback who was who was injured and yes. was working out in the facility that day and he's stronger all this better once they trade for the first pick he freaks out he like trashes the office and they do a good job of showing him during the draft when they don't pick the quarterback and he celebrates yeah. because i get to keep my job yes yeah yeah there's a lot of moving parts it may it makes you realize like it's not just they go out in the field and they play <laughs> football Mm-hmm. It's a football movie. Football. So, you know, there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot that goes in it business side. So it was good. I liked it. It was a, it was a good movie. Uh, the Seahawks GM piece of garbage because he wants to make this trade with Cleveland and Kevin Costner because his dad died. Right. And he wanted yeah. to take advantage of that. Yeah. Uh, the other like really bad, I don't want to say moment, but uh, when they're going through the highlights of Chadwick Boseman versus the quarterback, and he sacks him four times during the game. And he always says, look at the play after. Mm-hmm. And every every time after he gets sacked, the play after, he panics and throws the ball away. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, they his team, like the quarterback's team, ends up winning. And they say, well, how? Why? Like, why did that happen? Like, where where is he? Where's Chadwick Boseman? Mm-hmm. He's not on the field. And they're like, oh, he got kicked out of the game mm-hmm. because he scored a touchdown, gave the ball to a fan. Yeah. And when he got a penalty for it, he touched the ref and got kicked out of the game. Right. And then everyone's like, they he's like, oh, show me that. So they show what happened and they go, yeah, you can't do that. You can't just give the ball to some girl. And, and then Kevin Costner goes like, guys, that's, that's not some girl. Yeah. That's a sister. Mm-hmm. And his sister passed away. Yeah. Cancer, cancer I, think. I think. Yeah. And... And this is this is the worst Dennis Leary part because he literally just goes boo hoo your sister died yeah yeah he's not he he is not uh this is not his best character for sure but as far as like he's not a good guy no and yet and he just he has a Super Bowl ring and he just keeps showing everyone he's like everyone wants to get one of these and Kevin Costner puts him in his place because he says you know I thought you were a bad babysitter in Dallas yeah you had a good team and you won a Super Bowl sure but are you really a good coach yeah yeah that was good. That was a good movie. Good choice, Jack. Did you like the Chris Berman at the beginning? I love Chris. He's my favorite part of football. I always know when it's him. He's got such a distinct voice. So. Draft day. I know. I love it. It's so good. Uh, they do use real like Cleveland Browns history because it is the most tortured franchise probably really? in football. Aw, poor Cleveland. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all I have for it, too. Yeah, it's good. So, actually, we didn't set this up at the beginning, but we're doing 10 signatures and a bomb. Yeah. So, evolving the IMDb, the signatures, we decided to pick a top 10. Yes. I. Are you going to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay. So, I went through... You know what I find the hardest is picking the person you want to do. Because I decided I was going to do an actor. Jack was going to do an actress. And, you, you know... You automatically I don't know Brad Pitt Leo but I was like I want someone a little different that you know I could do Edward Norton I could do whatever but somebody maybe I don't talk about all the time so Don Cheadle was on the top of my list <clears throat> excuse me um but I ended up going with Woody Harrelson because I 
really enjoy Woody Harrelson. Now, in saying that, I realize that I have not seen as many Woody Harrelson movies as I thought. I think it's one of those, the ones I've seen him in, I really enjoyed him. But when I started going through, I was like, huh, haven't seen that movie, haven't seen that movie. So now I have three movies added to my list of Woody Harrelson ones. So I will say he got his start on, I don't know if people know this, but there was a show called Cheers. About Everybody a bar- knows, knows your name. And he played like this kind of, I don't want to say like dimwit, but I don't know what other word to use. But like he's just played like this goofy kind of guy who isn't very smart. Kind of like a Joey from Friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was just whatever. Anyways, but he has now, I believe, proven himself to be quite an actor and one to look for. So I actually have 11. I do too. Okay. Good. Um. So ice number. Okay. So 11. I did North Country. So that is, he plays a lawyer with uh, Charlie Theron and it's like, um, yeah, like she's, sec- I think she was sexually assaulted or something and he plays the lawyer. So very good in that movie. Yeah. I don't know. Like it was good. Um, the other, so I put this at 10 and now that I'm like, once I start talking about it, I'm like, I know I'm going to want this higher, but I did know country for old men because he's not in it a lot. I think that is the reasoning for it. It is, it might be the best movie out of that list, but in terms of his character, he's not in it. He's a not lot. in it a lot, but when he's in it, he's really good because he plays an assassin as well. And yeah, like he's only in a few scenes. They're memorable scenes. But he's, yeah, it's not, the movie's not about him. So I put that at number 10. Uh, Number nine, I put The Glass Castle. Now, the problem I have with The Glass Castle is I read this book. And once you read the book and then you watch a movie, it's never going to be as good. Because this book was one of the best books I've ever read. And then the movie is lackluster. And it has like Brie Larson. Like it's a good, it's a, it's good. Like they tried, but it just was a better book. Um, number eight, I put Zombieland. I loved him in Zombieland. This is Zombieland are just fun movies. Like if you're looking for something fun, silly, whatever. Um, I didn't put Double Tap in it. That was the second one. I just did the regular Zombieland. Um, number seven, I put as Now You See Me. So he plays a musician. I was supposed to say musician, a magician. And it, again, I loved this movie. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I really loved Now You See Me. Did you see it? Mm, no. Okay. Um, I put number six as Friends with Benefits. Um, he plays not in it a lot, but I think I just love the movie so much. But he plays um, Justin Timberlake's friend. Boss. Might be a boss. Yeah, I think he's the boss of the... He's supposed to be like a magazine, like GQ kind of thing or whatever, right? So he plays that. And so, he again, he's only in maybe a few scenes, but he's good. I find him memorable, though. Like, I find him like he's just he just kind of takes over the screen for me. There's another movie I'm waiting for that I feel like is going to be in the top three. Okay. Well, I, yeah. Um, okay, number five, I put the People versus Larry Flint. Now... I'm not going to say I think this movie is like, oh, my God, I can't wait to go watch this movie. But he did get an an Oscar nomination for it. And I think this is what the reason why I put it on so high on the list, even though it's not a movie I would particularly watch. But it's 
it was his TSN turning point, I would say, where people were like, oh, he can act like he's not just funny, funny, like because he does have the best sense of humor. So I put the people versus Larry Flint, which is um, <clears throat> it's like free speech. Like he plays like a porn um, per- anyways, then it goes to court and stuff. But um, what I f- what I was reading about this movie is um, he had a really hard time because I don't know if it was as well received from the female community. The, and he had a really hard time with the judgment that came with that movie. Like he took like a year or two off because it really affected him that he was getting a lot of negative comments and stuff. Uh, my number four, Indecent Proposal. Okay. Indecent Proposal was, at the time, one of the best movies. It's him and Demi Moore. They're super broke. They go on this, like, I don't know, little, like, vacation thing, weekend thing. But they have no money, but they're madly in love with each other. And then Robert Redford comes in as he's, like, this rich, rich billionaire guy. And he's like, I will pay $1 million to have your wife for one night. That's why it's an indecent proposal. So she does it, but it fucks with them completely as a couple. Like they can't get past it. And it's that age question that, you know, the question we all love is does money buy happiness? Because they were really happy before. And then this money kind of ruins them and ruins their relationship. But he plays... He's so good in it because it's so raw. There are some scenes where he's so raw and he's so hurt and he's and he just plays he just does it brilliantly. So that's my number four and I loved it. Uh, my number three, I just put Hunger Games like just just all of them because he's in like four of them. Um, some of them he's in more because he goes back into the Hunger Games with Jennifer Lawrence like that one, which I don't know which one that is like Mockingjay or something like that. But I, I, I really honestly <laughs> didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He's really good in it, actually, because he... Well, like, I know he's in it, but I didn't know he goes back in. Yeah, because they do, uh, like, an all-star. <laughs> they do kind of, like, the... All the winners go back in. I think that's Mockingjay. It must be Mockingjay. But anyways, um, so, yeah, Hunger Games, which ties in nicely with yours, we won't say. I mean, not much of a secret. But, like, not many people that are in it. I know, but you never know. <laughs> Uh, my number two here. I bet you this is it. This is edge of 17 edge of 17 edge of 17 is probably, I would say it's my favorite performance of his because my number one is my favorite acting performance. If that makes sense. Like for me, edge of 17, I just loved his character. I love that he was irritated with this girl all the time. Yeah. It's supposed to, he plays a teacher then like, is just like the least supportive teacher ever and he goes on like the his like oscar moment of that movie is going uh oh here's my here's my suicide note yeah <laughs> I just, and it says like oh i just want some goddamn peace and quiet <laughs> right. and this kid keeps coming and talking to me yeah and she's not getting Based. it at all nope. she's not she doesn't get mad at him or anything she just still shows up but then we do get this soft side to him like we do get we kind of we get to see a bit of his home life and we get to he he pulls through in the end but i love the sarcastic I, that character for me was one of my favorites that he did but the best acting performance i think he did was three billboards outside ebbing missouri where he plays the police chief and um he plays the police chief and he's trying to solve this murder he's not doing a very good job on it but 
as far as acting wise, it's incredible. Like he's really good. And I think he got, I think he's been, I think he had accolades for that. I'm pretty sure he's been nominated three times for an Oscar. Um, then for TV, I just want to quickly say true detective, not my cup of tea, but I do believe he's, he is really good in it. So this is what I love about Woody is that you can have, he can play the sarcastic kind of, you know, in mocking Jay plays like a drunk in, you know, like he's got a range. He's got a really good range. And I love, uh, I love, I love seeing him. The movie I do want to talk about also is natural born killers. So he plays, uh, it's kind of a Bonnie and Clyde type thing. And it was from 1994 and Juliet Lewis, who, you know, how I love her mm-hmm. is in it. I walked out of the theater in this movie because it's very violent. And I was like 20 or something when it came out and I didn't like the violence. So I walked out of it, but it's always been that movie that I've always wanted to revisit because of the people in it. And I think I could maybe handle it now, (laughs) the violence. Um, And then the only thing, other thing I want to say is he's got a new movie coming up called the man from Toronto and it has Kaylee Cuoco and Kevin Hart. And it's like this Airbnb mix up of an assassin. One of them's an assassin and one of them's not. And there's like a mix up at this Airbnb and it was shot in Toronto and it's man from Toronto. It's coming soon. I think in the next couple months. So that is my Woody Harrelson deep brief. I don't know what to say. Ten signatures and a bomb. Oh, a bomb. So I would say the bomb would be Natural Born Killers for me. That's what I assumed it was. Yeah. Sorry, I should have said that. But I would say Natural Born Killers. But it's always been the movie that I would like to see. And there's a, there are a couple that I haven't seen that he actually, The Messenger was one of them. And he's in, I think it's with Christian Bale. That I was reading and it's supposed to be really good. I think he got nominated for a couple things from that too. And I'm like, never seen it. No, it's not Christian Bale. It's Ben Foster. Sorry. Yeah. Out of the Furnace is with Christian Bale. It's another one on my list. So that is my Woody Harrelson. I enjoy him. Do you enjoy him? Yeah. Yeah. Most of those movies I do and I have enjoyed. Yeah. Decent Proposal. You haven't seen that. No. No, it was an old movie. That was like a early '90s, I would say, and it was like Demi Moore was like the the it girl, and then Robert Redford was like on a yacht, and they're like, "I'll just give you a million dollars," and they don't take it right away. They think about it. Oh, I thought you meant like they no, do they, it, but then don't take the money no, right away. They don't. They're like, no, 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 but then they don't have any money, so they're like, "It's one night. Who cares? Just sex, kind of thing." But it does. It really messes with them. Spoiler, they do end up back together, but... Oh, okay. Now I don't need to see it. But they go through a lot to get back together. I get that, but now it's... It's ruined. Anyway, I just figured out the movie. There you go. That's it. All right. My my Titan signature isn't a bomb. Ties back into Woody Harrelson. I know. It's so exciting. I don't even, we didn't even do that intentionally. We didn't, because we did tell each other who we were doing, just yeah. in case we yeah. wanted to write our own notes about the person. Right? Yeah, so I did Jennifer Aniston. No, we didn't. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. My my number 10 is where I have two, and it's because it's two movies that I haven't seen that I'm interested in, but I don't know if I really, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how interested I am. Uh, don't look up. Okay. Because I love Adam McKay and... It just it seems like a good movie. You actually you did finish it, which is good. I I did a full one eighty on that movie. I did not like it. 
And then you finished it. I finished it and I actually really liked it. And then dad was watching it and I got sucked back in again. So I go back on what I said. I did not like that movie at first. And the, the last 20 minutes does really make the movie. And Jonah Hill is maybe the it's maybe the funniest I've ever seen him. It is her, her him and Meryl Streep running the world is like as gold. <laughs> so I say you should watch it. Uh, the other one was Mother. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Uh, number nine is Red Sparrow. Yeah, it was. It was a good idea. Yeah, it's. It, do you find it hard with her though, like to take that seriously? That she's like a an assassin type. Not really. I think she plays the char- like all of the characters she plays well. I think it was just more the movie around it didn't work as well. Yeah. It almost felt like it could have been like Black Widow, where right. like the idea was there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, eight. I have Hunger Games: Catching Fire. Okay. I I don't remember which one that is, but I I remember not liking the ending, so I didn't pick any of the last two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I yeah. picked Catching Fire. The other one's gonna be. <laughs> in there somewhere uh seven x-men first class again not the biggest x-men person but i do have two versions of the of those movies on here just because she plays mystique which is like a pretty like significant character like shape-shifting and then that was probably the biggest movie with her like sex appeal right right well isn't she a blue like character from head to toe yeah yeah and then can shape-shift Ooh, fun (laughs) Uh, six, I put Joy. Yeah, I loved Joy. Uh, I don't remember it, but I just, like, looking at it, it I'm pretty sure I saw it, but it's it probably an, not. It was an Oscar, so I'm pretty sure you would have seen it, but. It's just, it was just something I just couldn't, especially when I'm like, oh, who's in it? And it's like, oh, it's Bradley Cooper. Right. I'm like, okay, well, they've, they've done that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, they did do that. Uh, five I put American Hustle it might be a little low but I think it's just it was an enjoyable movie it wasn't like an excellent movie this is what I'll say about American Hustle I liked the movie Um, her character was too similar to another character she had just done like literally had just done the year before so which you haven't said yet so I don't want to say it but it, it was just it was too similar for me like because again she got nominated again for an Oscar and I was like that is very similar to a character she's already played, though. Like, I don't feel like it was a big stretch for her. Yeah. Uh, four is the other X-Men, Days of Future Past. Again, like, it's kind of like the Hunger Games where they just kind of combine. But, like, when I looked at the movies, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I liked this one better. Yeah. There you go. Uh, three, just the first Hunger Games. Especially for me, that oh, was yeah. the first thing I had seen her in. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There is a movie that I have ahead of it that was her first movie, which is that much more impressive that it to me is her best movie but it's an iconic character that was it, it's hard when you have those characters that on print i guess mm-hmm. like in books bringing them to life like i think if daniel radcliffe with harry potter does a great job with that she did a good job of making it her character and it was something where i don't remember how old she was when she did it but yeah. she just she felt like a kid and like grew up with the movies for sure for sure yeah no and i mean the uh, iconic scene is you know, I I volunteer, I volunteer. tribute, but just like, like just screaming the and... way she does it. It's like you can you feel it in your soul like she because you don't it is a type of line. You have to deliver it just so. And she does it. 
Yeah. She nails it. It's not too over the top, yeah. but it also is dramatic enough because if she doesn't do this, it's her sister. It's her sister, so she's not going to let that happen. It's actually a good movie. I like the first Hunger Games. And then they, I this each one I, I liked less than us. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to watch. I, honestly, it could have been Catching Fire, but I just I really don't remember Hunger Games All-Stars. Yeah. No, I know. It's funny. <laughs> uh, number two is the movie you're probably referring to yes. before, Silver Linings Playbook. M- my favorite of hers, but yes. Because I love that character, but that character is very similar to the character of American Hustle, like kind of that loud, I don't know, like screams a lot, whatever, which I loved her in Silver Linings Playbook. And I, I did like her in American Hustle. It's not that I didn't like her, but I just found the characters very similar. And didn't she, I think she won the Oscar for Silver Linings. Isn't that the one where she tripped up the stairs? I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so she won. That's a, that is a good movie because it's like rom-com but not like it has that drama the drama behind it and Robert De Niro is so good in that movie it's a good especially when you can like I I like movies where you can place where it is and they make it very apparent that it's from that place that movie is very Philadelphia yeah for sure no it's good and she just plays like just a hot mess and I love it but so is Bradley Cooper like they just kind of play this like there's a crazy hot mess together it's good it's one of those it's it's one of those like acting duos that you just they're very synonymous together yeah oh for sure they did quite a few movies together right mm-hmm. my number one is winter's bone yeah which is her first and and uh, you know very few people in my life that i've seen on screen and i'm like who is that person she was one of them where i saw this movie and there was just something magical about her on the screen where I was like, I've never seen this girl before. She is incredible. And she got her first Oscar nom for that. And th- she was basically an unknown. Like, nobody knew who she was, which is, I mean, pretty great. Yeah. And for a movie that's about, um, it's a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. And it's her taking care of, like, her siblings and, like, she's, like, talking about going to join the military, but she's pretty much a mother and a teenager at the same time. And it's set in um, the Ozarks. Right. So you kind of get the get the accent in there. And, yeah, it was for a first big-time movie. It's, it's not surprising she is where she is now. Yeah, for sure. And... <clears throat> I think it was an independent too, right? Winter's Bone. It wasn't like nah, a, a big uh, production. I don't think so. No, no I don't no. think so. Yeah, no. I think it was a pretty indie movie. And she was noticed like right away and deservedly so. Because I remember that feeling too of like just watching and being like, who is this girl? Because she is incredible. Mm-hmm. And she's never disappointed. She's always, you know, I think she's picked really well. I mean, we haven't seen her in years now. Well, don't look up. Sorry. Yeah, that's but, the first time we've seen her in a long time. Uh, though. She is very selective now yeah. of what she does, which is exactly what you would you should aspire to if you're an actor or an actress. Like you want to do stuff that feels good to you and that you're going to put your best foot forward, not just pay the bills. Right. Yeah. And I think she's also she is acclaimed enough and probably has enough money where she's earned the right to do that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. She's just like, I'm going to take some time off and now I'm going to do a movie with Meryl Streep and Leonardo DiCaprio with adam mckay and you know they get to the point where they do one a year but they make sure it's like top quality of what they want to do 
And what's your bomb? Uh, my bomb is when she tried to do a movie with a different member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Passengers. Oh, yeah. It's her and Chris Pratt, and it just, yeah, there's... That does fall flat. Not much chemistry, and There's, like, no chemistry. Yeah. And they, like... I remember when they did an interview and, like, talked about the sex scene that they have, mm-hmm. and it... It it was the red flag. It, we all should have noticed from that interview that it just wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't gonna be good. No. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say a lot of that's him, but probably. Yeah. I just because I I don't think that's, I don't think it's his genre. Like maybe no. he was trying for something, but I think it fell flat. Like I think if you put somebody else in that role, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper is exactly who I was thinking. They have great chemistry together, right? Yeah, he he just just do your Jurassic World and do Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, like that's, that's his. That's yeah, Chris Pratt. That's Chris Pratt for sure. Yeah, and I get it. You want to whatever, but you want to you know try something new and you want to push yourself as an artist, but as a viewer, whew, that was a bad one. You you pushed yourself and failed, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that is true though. That's a good one. Good bomb. Because when I was looking through it, I'm like, where is really? Because I was just going to put one of the Hunger Games. And I'm like, oh, no, Passengers. There it is. <laughs> oh, there we Got go. <laughs> that was a eureka moment. That's awesome. All right. I am C for this for next week. Okay. You're going to go or do you want me to go? Uh, I'm going to. Well, I feel like I like you helping me pick by saying, like, what what kind of movie do you want to see? Ooh, I um, have just finished um, Handmaid's Tale. I need something light-er. I, that traumatized me, and I don't know if I'm going to watch the last season, honestly. I think I'm, I think I'm all Handmaid's Tale, though. Listen, great, great show. Really well done, but wow. That's, it's a lot. Okay, so here, I guess maybe, maybe not a sports movie. I'll, I'll save, I'll save okay. one of those. So I've got... Uh, an animated movie? Yes. Yeah? Just animated movie? I want an animated. Okay. I want fun. You are going to watch Monsters University. Oh, good. I haven't seen that. We talked about it before. I'm excited. You get to All see right. the origin story. I know. Oh, that's a perfect one. Okay. I'm going to pick for you um, The Tender Bar, which is the Ben Affleck one. Um, the Amazon one? Yeah, it's on Amazon, and it's really good. I loved it. Seems like more, again, another lighthearted. Yeah, it's very family and, yeah. Kind of gives me, like, way, way back vibes. Yes, not, I wouldn't say as good, because that, to me, is, like, I would put that in the. But I would say that it's probably the best, one of the best movies I've seen him acted in, and I, I don't know the kid's name that plays the it's a it's a story about him but then ben affleck plays his uncle so and i can't remember who his mom is but yeah it's really it's really well acted it's a kind of simple family story and it was good i really enjoyed it ty sheridan ty sheridan i don't know who the mom is okay what's her name lily ray oh yeah 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 i think christopher lloyd's in it i swear that guy is like He's 83. I thought he was Oof, yeah. older. Good for him. Yeah. Doc. Yeah. And did you see we just lost William Hurt? Wow. I was yeah. so sad about that. That was a really. He's young. Yeah. Good. Uh, I mean, obviously, event like a smaller role in Avengers. That's one of the movies yeah. I, have, I have on the list for us to watch. Because it's a movie I haven't seen, but the broadcast news. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never seen that. No, me either. Apparently, and my like 
teachers told me it's a good movie to watch. Yeah, well, especially when you're in that field. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, Casey, got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. Then besides that, we will see you next time. Bye.